This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, August 4th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm hanging in there. I think the listeners are probably more concerned with how you're doing. Yeah, the Portland heat wave is uh, upon us, upon me. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm recording on Thursday night. It was real hot this week. I got a box fan, as I told you. I have survived. So, yeah. Turned it off to record this, though, so this might be a little toasty. But Okay. Okay. That is the thing. Do you know what the weather's going to be like in Chicago tomorrow? <laughs> Only because you told me, but yeah, it's going to be crisp. We're expecting like a high of like 66, 65, something around there. Hoodie weather, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. I saw a friend yesterday wearing long pants, and I was like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Everybody should be in shorts. What are you doing? So, yeah, yeah Portland heat wave, we're dealing with that. Matt, on the baseball side of things... <laughs> We uh we had a very successful Yalise Chassin pick. We did it. We went for it. Seven <laughs> innings, seven scoreless innings, a win, three strikeouts, whatever. You're not getting him for the strikeouts. But, yeah, he now has an ERA at home of 1.86 in 12 starts this year. That is bananas. That's bananas. So, yeah, uh, he's not up again this weekend for us to pick. But if he's in San Diego, that's a giant green light for me. I definitely I so. feel that one. So, uh, yeah, I had Rajai Davis on Thursday, hit another home run. That's two in a row of picking him, did that. Again, if he gets a lefty, I'm all about it. He took uh, Ty Black, Ty Block, Tyson Blatch, Blotch, I should probably look up how to say his name, uh, took him deep in San Francisco. So, into that. You had, though, the bigger news. You had Ezekiel Carrera on Tuesday. He didn't play, so you got your B pick, Howie Kendrick, against the Marlins for the Phillies. Pardon me, for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. That went uh, pretty well for you, I'd say. Yeah, it really couldn't have gone any better if you really think about it. He didn't have many runs or RBIs, but he went 5-for-5 five with five a home run. I'm pretty sure that is the first five-hit game for any of us this year. And it uh, it jumped your average way up there. You're now hitting 247 on the year. Nice. Thanks to those uh, five hits, for sure. It was a big one. Mm. So, yeah. Somebody that was listening took Howie Kendrick, because that went pretty well. Yeah, so. so. The other thing I want to talk about, Matt, was uh, when we recorded last weekend, you talked a little bit about Adrian Beltre and how you tried to remember that like maybe there was a steroid thing, and then yeah, yeah, you yeah. remembered that... It wasn't there was a steroid thing. It was that someone had accused him of it. And then Correct. did you see that in the days after that, this Doug Gottlieb business was going on? It, it's basically the same thing as what happened to him like 10 years ago with Rick Riley, just with yeah. another kind of, you know, sports butts. Yeah, and a sports butts being like, that was a good time to get attention for this. And I realized that we were doing exactly that and giving him more attention. But Accurate. it just... It reminded me of the same thing, but the opposite of you did the anti thing where you're like, I thought I heard a thing. Oh, no, you know, but not really a thing. Whereas that guy was just playing, making it up, making a thing with zero evidence and just throwing it around. And yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's that's fun. It just reminded me of that. That came right after that. I was like, oh, no, actually, that wasn't a thing. And now someone wants to make it a thing. But we here tend to keep to the you'll never know opinion of that stuff it's kind of silly to point fingers on that thing so yeah. all right matt you got anything else before we get into actual baseball picks for the weekend nothing nothing that jumps out i'm just okay. I, I, i'm kind of embarrassed to say this okay but i'm starting to buy in on some of the tank socks 
as in, we went over this the other day, as in you think they're going to be good or they're just fun to watch? A bit of both. Yeah, they're actually playing a little bit okay, and you're like, okay, what's going on? Oh, just, you know, we've, we've got the Matt Davidson thing going on. Yeah, he hasn't stopped. No, and there's a, a few other, like, you know, competent ball, you know, competent players. Like, you know, Yalmer Sanchez looks like he's going to be, like, a competent infielder. Yeah, he hasn't done that before, but so far so good. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, I just, I, I, I find myself kind of, like, getting attached to these guys, and I'm, I'm always, I'm, like, trying to stop myself, like, wait, no, they're not going to yeah. be, not going to be here in a few years when the good guys get here. That might be true. I mean, Matt Davidson, I didn't realize, is technically still a rookie. So that's having a pretty good campaign there, but some, yeah, yeah, and they're also guys that you're not going to be shocked if next year they collapse. You know, if Matt Davidson does nothing next year, you'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm kind of hoping they deal him, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sell high on that. Mm. Where are you at on Avisel Garcia at this point? You a believer yet? <sighs> Begrudgingly, yeah, I think I am. Bit, yeah. <sighs> You know, the Sox, White Sox waited so long for him to kind of develop, and now that he kind of has, uh-huh. and now it doesn't really matter. It didn't, you know, it didn't really happen when we needed it to happen for the team to make the playoffs, and yeah, now it's just, it's just kind of, you know, whatever it is, you know? I mean, it's, it's a weird place with that. It really is. Yeah, he's 26 years old, so it's not insane that he suddenly figured it out. It's a little bit late, but it's not nuts at all, so... Yeah, it's interesting, for sure. They're not going to be a boring team. Don't know they're going to win a lot of games the next few years, but they won't be boring. There's stuff going on there, for sure. So, all right, let's look at Friday, August 4th. And, Matt, I saw a lot of pitching guys I was a little bit interested in. Uh, Nothing blowing me away necessarily, but there should be something to find here. My first name is New York Yankee Jaime Garcia going to Cleveland. He's an interesting spot starter. Do you want anything to do with him going to Cleveland? No. Yeah. Too many guys who can turn around and, and, and face a lefty. No. Way yeah. too many switch hitters on the roster. I'm scared of the Indians enough to stay away from that. But he's an interesting spot star guy. Agreed. How about lefty Eduardo Rodriguez getting the tank socks, who you're buying into a little bit, and who in the first half were mashing on righties. Pardon me, we're mashing on lefties. Are you still scared of lefties against the tank socks? There's no Todd Frazier. There's no Melky Cabrera. Avi's on the DL. Yeah, so Matt Davidson is a scary Again, one, which yep. we're only half joking about because he's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Stop. I, I'd think about it, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. How about your boy Adam Conley going to Atlanta? Seven and two-thirds, only two runs last time with seven strikeouts, seven scoreless before that. He has a thing going, and I'm not that scared of Atlanta. Are you actually thinking about Adam Conley in the start? I'm, I'm going to stop myself from doing it this time. Oh man, he's only he's been back three starts and they've all been good. He's only had four runs over those three starts. I'm a gambler's fallacy. I can't I can't do it. But you wouldn't begrudge someone that did. Oh no. Yeah, it's actually a viable option to take Adam Conley going to Atlanta. So how about Martin Perez going to Minnesota? He's so uninspiring, right? He's been real bad. Yeah, he's been he's been rough, and there's actually some righties to be afraid of in that Minnesota lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no thanks. No Martin Perez for me. Mm. How about Kyle Freeland, who has a 3.21 ERA at home at Coors, and he's going against the Phillies. Phillies aren't that scary. I don't know. Would you think about Kyle Freeland, who for some reason pitches better at Coors? Am I okay with Kyle Freeland against the Phillies? I Just looking at the at like the rough strikeout totals, I would probably say no. 
Yeah. It's because there's not, there's not that much upside. I mean, you know, so he, he throws six innings and he nicks a win. That's going to give you the, you know, the point totals. It's going to win you a day in DFS. Yeah. His caper nine is 5.64. So yeah. there's just not high upside there. I think you can do it. But there's a lot of downside and not a lot of upside. If things go wrong in cores, it can be bad. I don't know why he's doing better at Colorado than away, but it's an option. It's viable. I got two more names. I got three more names, actually. Um, I'm not really excited about most of them. Drill Cotton is going to Anaheim. Do you care at all about Drill Cotton? That's probably my pick, actually. 5.49 ERA. Had trouble last time out, but the Angels are pretty stinky. Is that pretty much it for you? I, just, I love that strike card upset. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be tempted by that by a guy who can go out there and average you know strike up printing or better. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't done that lately, but it's definitely in there. And I'm just not scared of the Angels very much at all. Obviously, you're scared of Mike Trout, but beyond that, I don't know. They're fine. So I can see that. I think it's a fairly safe start. I don't think it's my pick, but I don't blame you. Mm. My last two names. Anthony Banda is going to San Francisco. This is basically the D-backs top prospect, which is a little bit interesting, except their farm really stinks. So even though he's their top prospect, he's still nothing that special. He's a little bit interesting, though. And uh, the Giants are bad, and they're bad enough that it's a second major league start. I would at least consider it. I don't know there's a huge upside. won't go that deep. Last time he got taken deep by, like, Bryce Harper. He allowed four runs to the Nationals. That happens. So you can think about Anthony Banda, I think, just because it's the Giants. It's one of very few ones you could do. And then finally, Matt, your boy Brandon Woodruff. You wanted him Thursday. He got pushed back to Friday. He is going to start supposedly against the Rays in Tampa Bay. Would you consider Brandon Woodruff? No. No. And why don't you like Brandon Woodruff going to Tampa Bay? So Tampa Bay. Yeah, just looking at the Tampa Bay offense, what to do against right-handed pitching this year? Yeah, a lot of power. Especially he's going in, you know, into an American League ballpark, which means a DH. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. There's power in that lineup, and they just they hit righties way too well for me to really like a guy in his for, in, in his first start. Yeah, so a little bit scary for him. Interesting guy, real prospect. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. very real prospect. I think I'm gonna go with Adam Conley and mostly just picking on Atlanta. If it were a better opponent, I'd be more scared. But I am not too worried about him getting beat up by Freddie Freeman, the lefty, you know? Who am I really worried about? Brandon Phillips is going to beat him up? I don't know. I think we'll be fine in Atlanta. So, yeah. And Duran Ciarte, I suppose. I'm not worried about it. We'll be okay. But don't love it. There's downside. But, okay, Matt. How about hitters for Friday? Who are you looking at at the plate? Okay, I've got I got four names for you. Okay. My D and C pick are both mm-hmm. are both facing Mar- Martin Perez. Okay. Yeah, you want some twins. Yes, I want some of their switch hitters. I'm looking in particular at my D pick is probably Eduardo Escobar. My C pick is Robbie Grossman. Uh, okay. I looked at Robbie Grossman, and he just hasn't done anything in a while, <laughs> I feel like. I looked at like his July line, and he had, like I think, no homers, one homer. I don't know. But... He traditionally does hit lefties, and that's what I like about this. Traditionally does, yeah. Actually, Escobar might, might be the more intriguing of the two, but I think I, you know, just based on the ownership numbers, I think I like Grossman's my C a bit better. Mm-hmm. This year, Escobar eight nine five OPS against lefties. Oh yeah, six to ten home runs. Yeah, that's quality. That's and that's cheap too, and he qualifies all all over the infield. Yeah, I like Eduardo Escobar. That's fine. He's all of five percent owned. Looks like so he's fine. And of course, Robbie Grossman also not going to be expensive if you go with him either. He is two percent owned. So yeah, cheap guys from the Twins to use against Martin Perez should be fine. 
Okay. My B pick, we've got Bartolo Colon yeah. uh, facing off against the Rangers. Yeah. You you could honestly you can kind of pick on him with either, with either side. I'm gonna, I'm going to spend my Shinsu Chu as my B pick. Okay. Yeah. You're in August Shinsu Chu. Absolutely. Going against Bartolo, that's going to be just fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. And lastly, uh, my A pick. I want I want some of the, the, the Rockies lefties against Vincent Velasquez in, uh-huh. in Coors. I can see that, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, as I'm saying, I'm kind of concerned that we have the same pick here. I didn't go to Coors at all, no. Really? Because I'm, I'm going to take Rymel Tapia and his, two, and his 2% ownership versus Vincent Velasquez. Okay, I can see that for sure. He's definitely under-owned for a guy that hopefully gets in there, you know. And Vincent Velasquez was good last time out, but it's Coors, right? Yeah, I feel like it's Coors, who cares? Yeah, I'm fine with that. You just got to make sure Tapia gets in there. He doesn't play every day, but if you can check the lineup and catch him in there, I think that's good. That makes him a good A pick to check out. I, for my C pick, Matt, I am picking against your Jarrell Cotton. And I was looking at the lineup, and Ben Revere is a guy that I thought was cheap and interesting earlier, but he hadn't been running, you know, and obviously all you're really going to get at him is speed. And so I want a bit more of that. And he started running again in July. He had a 333 on base percentage, which is not good, but enough. And he stole seven bases in July, and he's starting in... He also, I think he has like 14 stolen bases on the air, so he doubled his total in July. And I think a lot of that is just decision. He just decided to start going again. So Ben Revere's running, I'm interested, at 1% owned at some cheap speed, either in DFS or if you're in Roto or something and are desperate for speed. It sounds like Ben Revere is ready to go again. So it's not incredible speed, but seven steals a month is not nothing. So my B pick, I want some Mariners going to Kansas City to get Jason Hamill because Jason Hamill is not good, you know. So one of those Mariners that keeps being good and I don't know when he's going to stop is Ben Gamble. You picked him the other day. He's 20% owned and it's not lighting the world on fire. He's not going to have like a ton of power or speed or anything, but he's sitting well over 300 all year and doesn't seem to be slowing down. They like him up near the top of the lineup. I don't know what's up with Ben Gamble, but I think that he can hit Jason Hamill. So, Gamel on Hamel, apparently, is what I'm going with there. Oh, my. And then my A pick, I wanted a cheap Houston Astro to get Cesar Valdez. And there aren't many of them. No. So, I like, at the top of the lineup, they've been batting him lead off. This guy, they brought up Derek Fisher. We talked about him before, and Derek Fisher is only 17% owned. And he deserves more than that, because they're batting him lead off, and he's an actual good prospect. And he's facing Cesar Valdez and the Blue Jays' bullpen. It's going to be fine. I'm not worried about that at all. So, yeah, Derek Fisher batting lead off should be just fine right there. Uh, 17% owned. If you're in a deeper league, you got to go pick him up. He shouldn't be sitting there. Okay, Matt, Saturday, August 5th. I only wrote down six names, plus Charlie Morton, I guess. He gets Toronto. Do you care about him getting Toronto at all? He's 60% on, but we can't. So we can't pick it, but would you consider that matchup for him? I like it, yeah. I yeah. Fine. I think that's fine. We can't pick him. How about Seth Lugo gets the Dodgers? At least he's at home, but I can't pick against the Dodgers, can you? No, hard pass. I want Seth Lugo to be better, but he still hasn't been. We talked about Janelson Lament last time, that while he's at home and getting a, you know, a lineup like the Pirates, who are really right-handed, he could actually do well. He went six innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. That went fine if you went with Janelson Lament. 
He is now going to Pittsburgh. They're still really right-handed, but he also has a real bad ERA on the road. He kind of prefers being in San Diego. Mm. Would you consider Denelson Lamette getting the Pirates for a second time in a row after last time went okay? Mm. Yeah. He has a 7-2-2 ERA away from Petco. He just has homer problems. And he shuts down righties, but... I can't, I, I can't pick. I can't pick that. I'm sorry. I think that I would allow it if somebody, you know, if you're in, this is one of those GPP plays where the downside's there and it might go badly, but it's okay to think about it and not many people are going to take him. And there's strikeout upside, so maybe, but not for us. Not if you're in a Roto League or anything. How about your boy Zach Davies going to Tampa Bay? Zach Davies has a 2.8 ERA on the road. Would you consider him going to Tampa Bay? I think he's actually been throwing the ball really well, I'd think about it. Yeah, we talked about how Tampa Bay is a little bit scary against righties. There is some risk there, but for some reason he hates Miller Park, and he's been better on the road, and you're right. He had three earned runs last time, but two scoreless outings the two times before that, and two of those were on the road, so like this road thing. I would think about it in Tampa Bay, too. How about Mike fulton at home against the Marlins? We picked him last time, and it didn't go that great. Would you trust him at home against Miami? I might give him another chance, but there are other options I like a bit better. Yeah, he's not exciting, but it's possible. I have two more names. Are you into Luis Castillo at all? He gets the Cardinals, but not even in this matchup. He has a three five six ERA. His whip's fine. He has more than a strikeout per inning. Been fine for the Reds so far. Are you in on Luis Castillo at all? I'm interested, but I, for whatever reason, I just I I'm, I'm always gonna be scared off these young Red starters. Yeah, well, they have a lot of weight to carry. Absolutely, yeah. but. He went to Miami last time, went eight innings, one run. You know, again, more than a strikeout in an inning, and the ratios look good. He's eight starts in. If you're in a deeper league, scoop him up in case this is real, you know. But I'm not quite going to take him here against the Cardinals, but I think you can also. There's risk, but he's only 25% owned, and it deserves to be higher than that, I think. Matt, we might have this guy. I'm with you here. We talked about how the A's can't hit lefties, and now we get Tyler Skaggs. (sighs) Tyler Skaggs is coming back. He's been gone since April, but his ratios looked okay then. But it's just because it's the A's and they're so bad against lefties, right? That was a big part of it, but I do believe in Tyler Skaggs. I know you do. I've tried to believe in him for a while, and he hasn't really delivered. He's always been hurt. You know, this is an oblique, so it's not his arm at least. But, yeah, I I think that's my pick too. There's other interesting guys, but he seems relatively safe just because the A's don't hit lefties, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt, but that is the pick here. I'm interested in Castillo. I'm interested in Davies. I'd think about Lamet, but Skag seems both safe and has upside because he can strike out some guys, and that's a good matchup against the A's. They don't hit lefties. So, is there anybody else that stuck out to you at all? No. You, you were, no. ran it down exceptionally well for the, the no. uh, listeners there, Dylan. Those are the options on Saturday. How about hitters, Matt? Who are you picking on on Saturday? Okay. My C pick. Mm-hmm. We've got James Shields going to Boston to face the, the Red Sox. Yes. I've got to pick against him. I'm sorry. You got to. In Fenway? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is where I'm going to spend my Mitch Moreland. Oh, uh, okay. I looked at it, and he's just been so uninspiring lately, too. But it might not matter against James Shields, right? No, especially with, with the way his splits work out against lefties. No. Yeah. No, I'm totally fine with that. That's a good matchup for him. Even if Mitch Moreland's been uninspiring lately, he's down to 10% on these cheap. He's going to bat in the lineup. He's probably going to have guys on base when he comes up. It's a good park. Like, you're going to get your money's worth, I feel like, on a cheap guy like that. So, yeah. 
All right, for my B pick, I've got I've got a three percenter. Okay. okay. We've got the Nationals going to Wrigley Field to face the Cubs and John Lackey. Lackey's been better in his last four starts, but I'm I'm still not I'm not buying. I'm just I, I don't see him doing anything different than he's than he's been doing all year, and he hasn't. The results really haven't been there, so yeah. I'm I'm still fine. I'm I'm totally fine picking against John Lackey. Um, for this season, you want lefties against him in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss my guy Brian Goodwin out there against him. Uh, okay, I can see that for sure. He's he's been all right, and more importantly, is part of a pretty good lineup to be in. So correct, yeah. and the majority of his power comes against righties. You know, nine nine of his eleven homers mm-hmm. are there. And he's a good enough athlete where I think he could steal bases. I don't know that he's necessarily going to against the Cubs, I could, although I could yeah. see it. They don't really hold runners on very well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of like this for the lefty Brian Goodwin here. Yeah, at 3%, absolutely. You can get your value there in terms of, you know, Cubs have been better, but you can still pick on Lackey for sure. And then, sadly, I've got to pick against Sean Gray. Oh, boy. It's, I don't know that we've done that in a while. No, we haven't. It's been a while. Yeah. He's, he's really struggled against left-handers in particular this year. And the Phillies have a really good one in Nick, Nick the Stick Williams. Yes. Yeah. You do like Nick Williams, I as you should. Big fan of his. He's 17% owned, and he's going to hit. Yeah. So far, the, so far this season, he's done a bit more damage against lefties than righties. I'm not buying it. I think the, you know, the platoons put, you know, it's, they own, it's a sample size. Yeah. He's going to be a guy you draft a lot next year, I feel like. Depends on, on, on how, how big the share of the right field job he gets next year. I mean, it's kind of a, a, a bit of a crowded outfield, but I think he's... Clearly, clearly, one of the better options. Yes, yeah. So Could be an interesting guy. It yeah. depends. It depends how it shakes out there. If he if he winds up you know in a platoon you know in a platoon situation, where he's not playing every day, I I could see him being passed over. But yeah, he if if the opportunity is there, he could definitely be drafted a lot next year. All right. So for me, I have two expensive guys and then a cheap guy as my A pick. But I also want to pick against James Shields. I like Mitch Moreland's fine. Raphael Devers is still under owned. He had his third home run. He's a top prospect and he's going to be fine, especially against James Shields. He's fifty four percent on that's expensive by our measures but mm. he's under owned go pick up Raphael Devers if somehow somebody hasn't yet in your lineup you know he was gonna fight with uh Nunez for time and then Pedroia hurt, so now they're both in you want Devers for sure my B pick also a little expensive I was trying to pick on Denelson Lament with lefties and the Pirates just don't have many you can go John Jaso I guess but the switch hitting Josh Bell has been fine lately. He's 45% owned, and he's producing, and he should be fine, and he handles right as well. So if we're going to pick on to Nelson Lamet, 45% owned Josh Bell is, is useful there. And then my A pick would be I want to pick against Wade Miley. And so I was looking at righties on Detroit, and now that Avila is out of town, James McCann's going to get his playing time. And they usually use him against the lefties because he crushes them, but now he's going to play more anyway. I think that's only a good thing. Maybe not if you, you know, play him every day in your Roto League, in which case, why are you playing James McCann? But when he gets lefties, he's going to be all set. So, yeah, I like him against Wade Miley, who, you know, can't handle righties. I think that's good. All right, Matt. Sunday, I have three names, and I think the pick is obvious, unfortunately. Okay. The third name that you don't really want is Jeff Hoffman getting the Phillies. I like Jeff Hoffman. He has an ERA over seven at home. It's a pass, right? Can't do that in course. No. Okay. I like Lucas Sims a little bit. He had his debut, and he made a quality start and a loss to the Dodgers. And if you can do that against the Dodgers, he's now at home against the Marlins, and he's an actual prospect. So, yeah, 
I I think that's fine if you want to think about Lucas Sims. That's a kind of like Luis Castillo, but I trust the Braves pitcher more than the Reds pitcher, fairly or unfairly. But I'm not worried about the Marlins. So my A pick though, the the pitcher that you got to go with, it's Hyunjin Ryu going to New York to get the Mets, right? Yeah, essentially has to be. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I literally didn't write anybody else down. I don't. I have those three, and when I saw, luckily at the end of the day, Sunday night, I was like, "Oh, Hyunjin Ryu! Thank goodness!" Because I did not have a good pick for Sunday. But it's him, and I trust him. He's under owned, and I think he's gonna do fine. But you don't want Edwin Jackson. Mike Fires is over owned. I trust him, but we can't pick him. I think that'd be fine. You don't want Nick Martinez. You don't want Clayton Richard. Jose Urena goes to Atlanta. That's whatever. You don't want that. Erasmo? Erasmo did exactly what we thought he would do last time, where he went three and a third. I mean, he allowed two earned runs, five strikeouts, but, like, he's just not going to go deep at all. No. It's quite the battle between, check this out, Anibal Sanchez faces Ubaldo Jimenez, and Mike Pelfrey faces Doug Fister. So, there are, uh, yeah, the pitching's kind of tough on Sunday. You might need to spend on a Chris Archer or something like that, so... Um, unless you take Hyunjin Ryu, like us. Is there anybody else that's interesting? I assume not for you. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the good news with all of those bad pitchers is we can pick a hitter. Matt, who are you thinking here? For, for my C pick, it's my day to pick Josh Bell against mm-hmm. Clayton Richard. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Absolutely. He hits the lefties too, so should be fine. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Except my B, it's my turn to pick Ben Gamel against uh, Ian okay. Kennedy. Yeah, also underowned, and yeah, I like him against uh, Kennedy for sure. And my A pick against Nick Martinez, I'm going with my guy Eddie Rosario. Okay, yeah. What do you like about this? Okay, Nick Martinez is in fact right-handed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's been absolutely awful against lefties this year. Eight seven six OPS against, bunch of home runs yeah. against him. Majority of his walks against him, oddly enough, it's in a smaller sample. On yeah. the Rosario side, you know, he is, in fact, left-handed, does damage against righties, 10 of his 11 home runs, 28 of his 34 RBIs, and even steals bases a bit. Three of his four steals have come against righties as well. So he does damage against lefties. Nick Martinez is exceptionally mediocre from from the right-hand side. It's, they're kind of finding each other here. This is a great matchup for Eddie Rosario to do damage. He's only 5% owned. I'm, I have no problem with that at all. I'm down to pick on Nick Martinez and the Rangers bullpen as whatever. I think that's a nice, cheap pick for a guy that will match I like that. Similarly, my D pick is Seth Smith getting Anibal Sanchez. He's moved down in the lineup a little bit. He's still not that exciting, but when he gets someone like Anibal, I think that's totally fine. He's one person owned. He's your third outfielder in DFS. He'll do okay. How about for my C pick? I'm taking one from your book a little bit. I'm not picking against John Gray and Coors. I'll pick against Jeff Hoffman and his bad Colorado ERA. Aaron Althair going there at 37%. Should have a day. Should be just fine. And now we found the title for the podcast. What's that? What did I say? Aaron Althair going there. Oh, I missed that. I didn't. I'll write that down though. Yeah. Wow, that was unintentional. But yeah, no, him going to Colorado. It's Jeff Hoffman. We like him. Thirty-seven percent owned. He's better than that. My B pick. I'm also picking against Clayton Richard, but the pirate I like against lefties is David Freeze. Absolutely. 3% owned. Dr. Freeze. Mashes on lefties. Middle of the lineup. It's Clayton Richard. It's away from Petco. It'll be fine. 
My A pick, though, so I wanted a Tiger to take on Ubaldo Jimenez, of course. But you don't want to pay for Miggy. You don't want to pay for Justin Upton or whoever. They have a guy named Mikey Matuk, who's always kind of been a platoon outfielder for hitting lefties. But something has clicked, because in June and July, he's been on fire. He hit over 300 in June. He hit 346, 422, 538 in July. And he's hitting righties. He's actually hitting righties better than lefties this year. I don't know what get into Mikey Matuk, but he's young enough that I believe it. And more importantly, he's facing Ubaldo Jimenez. So even though it's righty on righty and I kind of want a lefty against Ubaldo, I just I want the guy that's this hot at 4% owns. And I believe in Ubaldo to give it up to a righty as well. So yeah, fun Mikey Matuk. I thought about him also against Wade Miley, but I went with James McCann there. But if you want Mikey Matuk on Saturday also, I just the point is that he's red hot right now. So I would think about it. Yeah, so that should about do it for us. Matt, you got anything else before we get rolling for next week? Yeah, Dill, have you ever paid a water bill? Sure, yes. How much do they usually cost you? Um, I'm I'm an adult that I pay my bills, but I'm also fairly guilty of the, like, put it on auto pay and oh, not think about it. Yeah, well, so, like, if it goes nuts, I would, I would have to look to notice. Um, I did not pay, I haven't paid the water bill in a while, but it's usually not very much, right? I might be foolish enough to make up a number and sound bad. It's, what, 30 bucks a month? 20 okay. bucks a month? Okay, well, you're aware that I moved, you know, a couple yes. months ago, right? Yes. Uh, I got my first water bill yesterday. Yeah. Is it terrifying? It's a $200 rip. $200 for three months? For one month? Two. $100 a month seems like a lot for water. I, I, think, will... I think so, too. You're just going to look on my face. I'm like, oh, yeah. water. It'll be like, what, like 40 45 bucks tops? And there's, yeah. there it is, $200 rip. <sighs> I mean, well, you do have a hot tub and a sauna. Oh, of and course. And then the above-ground pool, you know. Hey, man, I'm not a plebe. I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, I don't... That's weird. That's worth a phone call to be like... So oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm making that call tomorrow, 100%. Yeah, and be like, how is that possible? Yeah, no, I mean, on? I was like arguing with the wife over like, how, how, how often do you, do you do laundry while I'm not here? Right. It would have to be a lot. Like, that doesn't sound right. Maybe you're like hooked up to another unit or the meter's not right or something. That's, I don't know. That is worth a phone call. That's what my wife said. <laughs> so... Yeah. A hundred dollars a month seems like a lot. I know. think it does. It's not like electricity, where in the summer you use more. Like I don't think you're using that much more water. It's like, it's, like, it's you know the, my my water bill is more than my electric bill. Yeah, or you're worried that like something's wrong and leaking somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, a I think we, you know if if we were leaking two hundred dollars for the water, I think we'd know it. I would think so too. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS, and he wants to hear how much you pay for your water bill every month. So do I, because that seems like a lot, and this feels like something we can crowdsource a little bit and be like, that's outrageous, right? Because I don't know 100% for sure, but I'm pretty sure that that's a lot. So uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. You can tell me what your utilities cost, but... It seems more pertinent to Matt right there. So before we before we log, I will say this: I would rather you know pay the two hundred dollar water bill than have mm-hmm. to you know go through some of the issues that we had at our last place. So <laughs> you're still happy to be in your new place? Oh so. God, yes! You've no idea. Yeah. It's like you know, okay, the ceiling isn't falling in on me. You know, appliances aren't breaking every other. You know, major up like mm-hmm. expensive appliances aren't breaking every other month. You know, yeah, don't, don't have to get the door repaired. Yeah, 
I also love my new place, even though it doesn't have AC, so the timing of this heat wave is not great. But otherwise, I'll survive. It's okay. You'll, so. you'll be fine. I, I just I can't believe you're getting by with a box fan. I mean, yeah, it's pointed right at my desk. I'm gonna as soon as we stop recording, I'll go turn it back on. So yeah, I'm gonna go get that. Uh, format. I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening. Good luck with your picks, and we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.